0: Spell it with a K.
1: so you, Take it easy.
0: Two Heels and a Face Wrestling Podcast believes wrestling is a buffet. There's something there for everyone. These guys cover local Chicago indie scene and all of their episodes can be found at twoheelsandaface.com The number two heelsandaface.com Hey everyone, my name is Referee Tony S, and this is Heat, the Wrestling Podcast. Like you first and foremost, I'm a wrestling fan, and for nearly two decades I've maintained law and order inside the squared circle in New England and throughout the country, working with some of the best and brightest from wrestling's past, present, and future. Now I bring my authoritative, tell-it-like-it-is style to the podcast world. Join me each week as we go through all the major headlines from the global companies, independents, and in-between. And most importantly, the women will receive the coverage and headlines they truly deserve as they'll empower the second half of the show. Plus, I'll introduce you to my friends and colleagues within all forms of wrestling and entertainment, answer your questions, anything goes. No holds? Well, questions barred. And throw in some fun surprises along the way. Get ready for the spark that fuels the flame. Listen on Spotify, Anchor, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Welcome to another edition. <laughs>
0: oh,
2: and so it's gone it. to hell. What? Oh my god. Welcome to another episode of the Front Row Material Brand. My name is Mike Freeland, and as always, we are brought to you by the MLW Radio Network. You can catch all of our podcasts anywhere. Uh, Find podcasts are made available. You can also catch us on mlwradio.com please go ahead and click the subscribe button. We'd greatly appreciate that. We've had a great month of downloads as well. So by all means, keep that coming along. And thank you again for listening to the show. With that being said, let me go ahead. I'm deliberately not looking at him right now because I have a feeling I won't be able to get through this promo. Let's go ahead and bring in my brother from another country. Same continent, different country, but you know what? He's a better man than I. His name is The Butt. Butster. how you doing, buddy? I'm
1: doing well, Mike. How are you, bud?
2: I am good. I am good. I'm excited. These conversations uh, I was just telling you before we started are are what kind of what I live for each and every week, because this is kind of how this is the way I look at the week. Monday is like, okay, it's the start of the week. So I watch a little bit of raw and then I usually DVR it. And then Tuesday I'm already, I'm jazzed up. I know what was been going on. I have things on my mind I want to talk about. We'll want to bounce them off you and then we get into these really really good discussions if you did not get a chance to catch last week's episode we talked about a lot of things we talked about william regal we talked about cm punk we talked about going into business for yourself we talked about the landscape mjf the whole nine yards uh definitely go ahead and check that out as well it's uh for Our material presents freeland in the butt talk wrestling you can find that once again anywhere fine podcasts are made available Um, I'm good. There are some things that are very interesting and I know you have brought some things to my attention as well that are very interesting, but let's first talk about what has happened with you in your life in the last seven days since we last spoke.
1: Um, not a lot, nothing really changed. Uh, working on a couple little projects right now, uh, did a little bit of Christmas shopping. uh, there was a a food drive here that a friend of mine's company runs. So I volunteered with that. Uh, last Saturday for a little bit very nice and that's about it a pretty simple life I live I, I like it that way. How about you?
2: Good really good like again I, I love my job I teach high school science I teach anatomy and physiology um, I teach a forensics class um I'm I'm happy'm I'm, I'm great I'm getting my students ready for midterms which I'm a big test giver and it's funny because my wife is anti-test when she was in school. She, she didn't like tests. I love tests. I lived for tests. I was like, bring it on. What are you going to give me? And uh, once again, I was probably a very rare person that says, bring on the tests, but um, they're going to get a doozy. Uh, it's a, and, um, a seven pager and seven page test, seven page test. It is. And for my, I know for my oh. forensic students, It is going to be completely essay based and diagram based uh, as far as crime scenes, all that kind of stuff for my uh, physical science kids. uh, They're going to have to do models and diagrams and all this other kind of stuff. And then for anatomy and physiology, man, we were talking about uh, uh, cardiac muscle and cardiac tissue and the heart and all of that stuff. So I have a six page test. Uh, lined up for them about just about the heart itself so um, i'd still
1: be in high school if the test were that long my dumb ass would have never passed
2: well it, well it, here's what i'm doing and tell me if you think this is fair so the tests um i actually told them the questions that are going to be on the test and how i want them to form formulate their answers and i said The week leading up to the test, every class period is open for you to study. I'm just going to be the help desk. Ask me if you need any questions. I put a study guide out. I put some soft music on, and I let them completely engage themselves in studying. Um, And I say, I'm going to give you all this time, and anything you want to ask me, ask me. So I feel like that's kind of a, a give back to them
1: as well. So you fuck the dog for a week and get paid, is what you're saying.
2: Well, I tell you what, man, it's pretty nice just sitting there sipping on the old Java while, they, uh, while they're working on their study guides. It's nice. I have a couple cups of Sanka.
1: I feel good. Why do you need to make a test seven pages? Do you hate those kids? No, like, I, I don't. get the kids are peckerheads, I, but Jesus. I I What I'm saying is this. Listen, I have to follow
2: state standards. And so state standards basically says, all right, when a kid is in their sophomore year, right, I have to cover all these topics. So you have first semester, which is first and second quarter. Then you have third and fourth quarter, right? Mm -hmm. So I cover so much first quarter, so much second quarter. I have to give a comprehensive at the end of the first two quarters. Well, if I covered a lot of stuff, I'm going to tell them what's going to be on it. And I'm going to give them a study guide that I created in the whole nine yards. But I have to cover these things by state standards. So it's just the way the state of Ohio runs things. But um, yeah, just
1: the way it is. Now is about the time I feel like making fun of Ohio, but or the states in general. But see you how know, just maybe watches a Sisters American. I'll shut up.
2: <laughs> I appreciate that. I appreciate that a lot. Other than that, uh Megan's still pregnant. Um she's uh still six months pregnant, is very uncomfortable, can't get comfortable, which you know, anyone listening who has had a significant other uh who's with a child, you know that it's it's not pretty and it's It's going to go downhill from six to nine months. Um, It's just I'm trying to do everything I can to make her comfortable. And that's be comfortable. So you're moving out? I, I should. Literally, I should. Because, see, I snore at night. So she's already uncomfortable. She can't get comfortable laying in bed. And then if I fall asleep before she does, I start snoring. And so she's like,
0: I can't get to sleep." And we're
2: both teachers. So I'm like, oh, don't wake me up. I got to teach in the morning. And then I get a hard elbow going, I got to teach
1: in the morning and I'm pregnant.
2: So it's just so sometimes I bring myself out to the living room and snore by myself.
1: You got a two bedroom place for you? Uh,
2: we do. It's a two bedroom. So the, so the other room is going to be um, our daughter's room. We used it for storage because it was just us. It's a small uh, two-bedroom house, but uh, or what do you want to call it—a flat, if you will, a bungalow—I don't know. Um, but the living room is normally where I—I I will go and stay if she needs rest in peace. Let me ask you something: Do you snore, but a little bit? A Little, okay. So, at what point does snoring become dangerous?
1: I don't know, man. If you snore a lot. Doesn't that mean that you stop breathing and shit like sleep apnea and
2: sleep apnea. And then you got to get one of those C-SPAN machines or CNN machines or whatever they call those things.
1: Yeah. Something like that. I can't do that. I can't. Why do that. not?
2: I, you know, I just, I don't, I'm, I'm, a, I'm I'm am well, I'm cheap. First of all, I know my insurance would cover so much of it, but man, I'm willing to, to roll those dice. I mean, and die. I, I just can't see flipping the bill. I can't. How much are they? Uh, the CPAP machines, um, I th- think they can be
1: several grand. Are you high? No, they're not. Linda has a CPAP machine. I think she's on her third one now or something. No, hey, her do, her do you have one of the others in the basement? No. Oh, well, actually, I think we do got a brand new one here. Oh, <laughs> No. I'm just kidding. We'll, we'll um, chat on. We'll, we'll chat after the show. I'm so so get that in the mail to you.
2: So she okay. So she has a CPAP machine. Does yeah. d- was it determined that she like stopped breathing at some point in time? Oh yeah, it's bad.
1: Like she, it
2: was bad. So with the CPAP machine, obviously it keeps the oxygen flow.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Does she snore anymore at all, or is that gone because the mask is on?
1: Much less. Okay. Like, it was. It was to where I was sleeping in the spare room sometimes.
2: That's what Megan does. Megan elbows me and we used to have an air mattress in the living room right next to the blow me Santa. And um, by the way, the blow, you know the you don't know the blow me Santa
1: story. Oh, yes, I remember. Yes, the blow Blow
2: me Santa Santa, Santa, where it's this. Yeah. So I was in the living room with um, With with the blow me Santa. With the blow me Santa. And when I would lay on the air mattress, it would be fine. But like say two, three in the morning, it would just – it would be a U-shape. I would be literally on the floor, and the inflated areas would be on either side of me, and I'm a big guy, so I'm like a turtle once I'm on the ground. So now I'm like wobbling away trying to get off of this thing and get up to take a piss, and there's no lights, so I got to fucking blow me Santa, so I got to blow Santa, and now – Here's the thing. I didn't have my glasses on. So I'm blowing on different ornaments. I don't have a clue where Santa's at. I'm like, (laughs) and I was like, so I'm getting, I'm getting blown up at this point. Right? Like chain wrestling. So I'm like, screw it. I just start doing the whole uh, Helen Keller thing where I start, is it was a Helen Keller that was blind.
1: laughing well, I think so. You're a shitty person. I,
2: I, I'm a bad person. So I'm starting. Well, I don't do the whole, hey. I just, start, I just, start, <sighs> I, start feeling, I start feeling for the wall and I finally find my way, uh, into the bathroom and I turn the hall light on cause it's right near the toilet. And, uh, I go ahead and I do my business and I turn the light out and scurry back and flop back down.
1: Okay, so a couple things. First yes. off, quit being so cheap. Okay, Get yourself one of those double-stack air mattresses if you don't do that. There's huh. two air mattresses. You zip them together. We have one.
2: Okay, you send past- me the link. Can I get that on Amazon?
1: I don't know. I'll ask Linda.
2: Probably. Do you guys use Amazon up in your country? Really? Is that a dumb question? Yes, that was a dumb question. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. I just... <laughs> I had to throw it out there. That I had was two bad Amazon
1: one. deliveries arrive at my office today. So, okay. All right. Okay. So first off, Quippy and cheap. Get yes. a decent air mattress, not the 995 Walmart jobbies. okay? Right. That's that's your first foremost.
0: Okay. Secondly,
1: so what you're saying is in the middle of the night, if lights are off and you don't have your glasses on, he will just randomly blow things? Well, <laughs> but when you put that, it that that's way, that's kind of awkward. It, there,
2: it, Freeland. It, it sounds a little weird when I – well, I knew the Santa was somewhere in the top third of the tree, and it was kind of like – and so I put my hand in the tree, and I'm like, oh, okay, does this feel like Santa? And then I thought that I found the, the blow-me ornament. So I probably need to explain for people who haven't listened to the show. There You're is,
1: probably tuned out right now.
2: There is there, – look up blow-me Santa uh, Christmas light turn-on.
1: Yeah. It's
2: it's definitely a turn on for Santa. So it's this thing where you like connect this Santa and he's holding a candle and there's like this little, uh, I don't know what it is like a device or like a little hole or something. Well, anyway, you blow in it, all your Christmas tree lights come on. But then at the end of the night, instead of having to unplug it from like one of those power strips or something, you just blow Santa again. Well, this little bastard has been on our tree we've had this this guy for 5 or 6 years so every time you blow on him you got to blow harder so i swear to god i feel like i'm just and I, it's like i can't i'm like, and like i got to get water because I'm, I'm i'm blowing on this candle and it sounds like i'm giving fellatio to someone out here and it's just like
0: Oh my oh, 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 oh.
2: and I had a sinus infection and it sounded god awful and I finally moved Santa to the far end of the branch right next to the candy cane. So now when I gotta blow him, I just I, I know exactly where to go and I real quick, real steady, lights come on, we're good to go.
1: Can we talk about wrestling now?
2: Let's talk about wrestling. That was pretty awkward.
1: Okay. Um Jesus Christ.
2: So there's a lot of things. That's the 25th of this month. So this week on Freeland, the butt talk wrestling, we are going to be talking um, about what's happening with a very well-known female wrestler, named Sasha Banks. Big news has been coming out with her. Seems like she is done with her time in WWE. We'll talk more about that. We also have some late-breaking news on what's happening in the world of Vince McMahon. As many of you guys know, he had stepped down about five months ago due to sexual allegations in an appropriate activity, which the WWE ended up paying 19 or $20 million. Um, 12 Oh, was it 12 Okay. $12 million. So I guess I'm inflation um well now he wants to come back allegedly
1: telling megan this is eight inches too so
2: uh this is true man i'll never see eight inches never <laughs> but see that's not my fault it's my dad's fault
1: that's your fault
2: i'm not going to talk about his wang here but that's awkward i inherited that, that those are my genes so vincent man wants to allegedly come back evidently the rumor is people are not so thrilled we're going to go in and talk about that as well William Regal obviously uh, has not signed pen to paper on his WWE contract. A lot of people, there's a lot of scuttlebutt going around saying what's going to be happening with him. All that, a lot of other things are going to be going on. Um, But let's just kind of start out with you. What is the first thing that is on your mind right now in the world of wrestling that you want to kind of dive into?
1: I guess for me, the first thing is the Vince. I I think that's a fairly big thing. When I sent you the link earlier. uh, I've seen it not at work because I, I should have been working but i was playing online um that's, that's big it is you a know big in today's day and age with the the way everything is and you know he hasn't been gone that long there's some allegations that he might have been doing some bad things paying people off i i don't know like because the, the report that I sent you, and I looked up a couple more after, uh, apparently people in the back aren't digging it. They, they don't want Vince back. And, and things are good for him right now. Since Triple H and Stephanie and um, the other con, uh, Nick. Yes. Things are good. They're doing a lot of good stuff since Vince and, and Laurinaitis have been done. So if you bring Vince back with... I don't know. He has got to be a. If you do it, which is a PR nightmare, honestly, he's got to be a completely backstage. He's not on TV at all. He's not doing interviews. He's doing nothing. Stay in the back, like the back back in the goddamn truck or something. Don't even go into the arena.
2: Don't don't tell him to go in the back because.
1: Well, for three million, he'll probably let you.
2: He probably will. Um, so what the butt is referring to is there's a lot of different stories, but the one he sent me was uh, from the sportster. So you can find this at the It was related to an article post by the wall street journal this morning, alleging that Vince McMahon uh, is continuing to catch up with other people in WWE. Now also there is potentially more allegations of another individual that has come forward or will be shortly forthcoming about uh, some, Interactions, we'll call them. But McMahon is basically saying that he had gotten some bad advice from people who uh, had his ear during the whole scandal situation. And he believes he could have weathered the storm. And now there's talk that he may want to come back. Now, it doesn't really say into what uh, specific role, but he's still majority owner of the shares of the company. He's still the controlling person of the company. Mm -hmm. So... I mean, I I don't even know how this even works, because I thought that when he stepped down, that he was not even, I guess, allowed to come back into the company because um, yeah. of the agreement that was made when he signed to, st- to step down.
1: Well, for regards to that part, I'm not sure about. But I mean, if you own the company, how do you say, no, you can't come to work? I mean, you do whatever the hell you want if you're the majority owner.
2: Yeah. It says the 77 year old McMahon also told people he intends to make a comeback in WWE. According to people familiar with the comments, he said that he received bad advice from people close to him advising him to step down. And now he believes the allegations and the investigation would have blown over had he just stayed. This is according to what people have said. Now let's part and parcel this here for a second. First of all, there was no, blowing over of any of this it was all bad like there was there was some blowing involved well what happens in my living room stays in my living room felice navidad um but what i will say is i I don't i think it's good for wwe to turn the page Uh right because let's think about it let's take all the sexual scandals and, and all of the inappropriate stuff out of the way vince mcmahon with bruce pritchard leading the way for creative was the best thing for AEW and Tony Khan. Would you not agree? It was the best thing.
1: 100%.
2: Now that he is gone and there's fresh blood, Stephanie is in. She's younger. She's got a better perspective than her father. Uh, Triple H is in there. You have another individual who is co-CEO with her as well. Um, Road Dogg and Shawn Michaels are also running the company. Basically, DX is running the company at this point. And they're seeing high ratings. And once again, could it still be the honeymoon period? We talked about this before. Maybe it is. I mean, it's only been five months. But clearly, the temperature in the company is definitely in a place where it wasn't before. People are really happy to come to work. The atmosphere is completely different. Triple H has a different perspective on how to manage things. So on a scale of zero to 10, not what you feel like should or could happen. What do you think the reality on a scale one to 10 that he actually comes back to WWE and he's involved in any way, shape or form?
1: Only way, shape or form as in purely off screen, not in creative, like in any way, shape or form.
2: He's back with the company. Three. So you put it just as a three that he comes back at all, period. Yeah.
1: Now back on screen or to where he's a face of the company or whatnot. Zero. Yeah. Like Jesus, the if you brought him back right now, AEW will be laughing. Oh, AEW would back. love it. Would love so they, it. Like they're they're probably assholes to tell him Vince like, man, you got screwed over by your lawyer. You, you should come
2: back. I was gonna say Tony Khan's <laughs> probably calling Vince going, brother, I tell you what, man, yeah. you, you I need wouldn't have done
1: that. You need no. to tell
2: that daughter of yours that you're back. Yeah. And as I, I mean, I don't know what's going to happen, but I mean, just the fact that he's thinking about it. And we all know that Vince McGann is a very, very driven person, a very competitive person, and he owns the company. So I don't know with the whole non-disclosures and him stepping down, what kind of documents he had to sign or whatnot, but – I don't know what the legalities of him being a part of the company again are. I, I guess maybe there's potentially some aspect because he wouldn't talk about it if he wasn't allowed. So,
1: now a uh, quick question. Now, with the uh allegations of the those four ladies, uh, refresh me please. It's not um rape allegations. It it was affairs, no?
2: Correct. It was affairs and there was one uh woman who came forward who said that she was, um, co- I don't want to even use the word cohorsed, but <sighs> I don't want to really get into all of it because I don't know if she was forced to perform some type of sexual favors in the limousine or not, or what, but it was pretty bad. Like it was pretty damning that her story was corroborated by other people as well.
1: But because the reason I bring that up is okay, let's play devil's advocate for a minute, okay? Right, So he, he had an affair, he had three affairs, four affairs, 50 affairs, right? Did mm, so he take his company away from him for that? Yeah, he had some affairs, paid some ladies off. I don't think that's the worst. Don't get me wrong, I'm not saying it's good, I'm not saying it's right, so right, don't please don't peg me as a scumbag, but that's not the end of the world affairs happen every day
2: this is the true
1: right hell ask my ex-wife she had several that's just the way it is right not right now if you if you get into other stuff to where you know you're you're using your power type of thing well that's that's different no that that's that that's was one okay. of them
2: that was one of them though right. that but, he but was if using... it's
1: just willing you no know, two willing Participants, however you want to word it, then I said, nah, you're you're a bit of a, you no, know, you're a scummy person. You know, you're married, right. you got a wife, you got kids, but it's, I mean, you know, come on, how many wrestlers do you think are having affairs? Guys that are and girls. Oh that are working my gosh! So that's that's why I say if if it's just purely affairs, yeah, it's, it's a scummy thing to do. You shouldn't do it. I don't condone it. But we don't need to bring out the pitchforks and the torches for that. I
2: think the biggest thing with this is – how do I explain this? I feel like the biggest thing with this whole situation is he used company money. Uh And I think there was some level of – there was some talk, I guess, about – standing within the company to something to that extent. So I think that in itself uh, was enough to basically say, Hey, we need to, we need to turn the page from him. But I guess technically, you know, from a a legal standpoint, you can, uh, you can do whatever you want. Uh, not whatever you want, but I mean, he could still theoretically, I guess, come back. Now, once again, I think that would, that doesn't look good for advertisers. It doesn't look good for the image of the company, um, I just feel like once you turn the page, let's leave it the way it is, right? Let's just leave well, it the way it is.
1: They're much better off now. Right. You no, know, their, their product is better. Uh, you know, from what you hear, you see, read, whatever. People are happier. They're going in a much better direction. Yeah. You know, Vince had his day and he's very influential No, he revolutionized wrestling. If it wasn't for Vince, this podcast would have never happened. It would have never... Wrestling in general wouldn't be what it is now. Maybe somebody would have came along and made it national, but Vince made everything huge. Right? With marketing and action figures and TV, uh, commercials, movies, da-da-da. That shouldn't be forgotten, though. Yes? maybe a bit of a scumbag, you know, with the affairs and whatnot, and if he uses power, then he's definitely a scumbag. No There's two, no two ways about that. But he doesn't have a place now. He, It's past him. You know, his ideology is just not there anymore. It needs, like you said, fresh blood, you know, different mindset. Everything's different. It's not... Like it was back. when he it's seventy-seven years old.
0: That's a long. Like he's a little huh?
1: long in the tooth, uh, but that's yes. not just a wrestling thing. That's you no know, sports in general, business. You know, uh, yeah. The the guy that's still working at seventy years old. Probably set or girl. It's probably set in you no know, back in my day. Well, you know, back in your day, you had to crank start a car, as opposed to today when you just pushed her it's just things are different i mean it needs to evolve and vince wouldn't have i mean the proof's in the pudding there vince would not have evolved no not not to the extent that it needed and now he has good people in place why does vince want to come back outside of pure ego
2: well i also think he realizes that you know he's he doesn't have much life outside of wrestling i mean everything we've heard of is he's a workaholic it's work 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 Mm-hmm. And what else did you ever hear? Yeah, I think he talked about, you know, um, I think a wrestler, I don't know who was that at one point said, Hey, do you take a vacation? And he's like, Why would I take a vacation? I need to be at work, you know. And I remember the conversation he had. Oh my gosh. I want to say was it with a Bruce Pritchard, maybe, about You know, Bruce said something to the extent of, I really want to be at the house more with the kids when they're growing up, this and that I have responsibilities. And Vince evidently made a comment about why don't you just hire a nanny and she'll take care of those things and you can just be at work. So it's like, I don't know if maybe his mentality has changed as he's gotten older. Maybe he's mellowed out a little bit. I don't know, but just that concept of just the way he sees things, but he is driven. So once again, people who are driven, their mind works differently. I think he said he only got like three hours of sleep a night and he was just boom, 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 boom. But, I mean, is that what is going to be? I feel like Vince looks at his life and he, he says that my life is defined just by wrestling. Would you agree if if we were to ask him, what do you think your, your life has meant? Do you think it would somehow, the word wrestling would come out of his mouth or WWE? I
1: would have to. Yeah. Well, what else is he known for?
2: Well, I'm just saying, like, would he tell stories about Stephanie and Shane as kids and being a father and and being a parent and being a spouse and just different things? Like, would he would he be more, you know, looking at life from that perspective? Or do you think it would be more of what he has actually done for a career? Like, which which direction do you think he would uh, talk about more?
1: He'd be wrestling. Yeah. He grew up in the business. He took it over from his dad. He true no it'd be wrestling yeah because like you the you said he's having three hours sleep i heard that on um have in pritchard's podcast that vince basically doesn't sleep that uh, he's it had to be say they just phone him up at like 4 a.m
2: and he answers the phone and, and he would yeah, just rip. have
1: this random question or idea or, or something just want to talk about something like yes Go to sleep, Vince. And, and he would also sleep.
2: expect you to just be ready and awake, too, if he were to call you right in the middle of the night.
1: Yep.
2: So, what I don't know.
1: I, I don't see him coming back, though.
2: I, I don't put anything past him at this stage of his life um, because I mean, what else is he going to do? But the bigger thing is it's Vince. Vince has done a lot of crazy stuff before. Yeah. So he, he may think of Vince McMahon come back. You know, uh, you've seen a Hulk Hogan come back. You've seen a Ric Flair come back and blah, blah, blah. Now you're going to see the greatest comeback. Like, I can see him literally envisioning himself. What in the hell was that? A yawn. That was like the reverse blow me Santa. That had a lot of juice to it, man.
1: Would it be a suck me Rudolph?
2: Goodness gracious. All right. Maybe you anyway, shouldn't have me wait a half hour. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. Lie. I'm bad at scheduling and timing. I Santa. I okay,
1: won. let's oh, 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 oh. Okay, I'm done. I'm Mike Freeland, king of the tub and chug.
2: That's right, baby. <laughs> it's going to give me a white Christmas. All right, so let's move on. Let's move on to other things. Yes, um, for Christmas. So that is topic number one. Love to know what your opinions are. Hit me up on social media. I am at Mike, M-I-K-E-F-R-E-L-A-N-D, but give them your Twitter handle if they would like to talk to you about this specific topic.
1: At gotnewf2291, G-O-T-N-E-W-F-2291.
2: I'm seeing an article here from popculture.com, and it's talking about Sasha Banks And Sasha Banks uh, allegedly is now done with WWE. So if you're a Sasha Banks fan and you were hoping that the boss was going to be coming back to WWE, unfortunately, it looks like that's not going to happen. Um, this is directly from popculture.com. It looks like Sasha Banks will not be returning to WWE, according to Dave Meltzer on the latest Wrestling Observer Radio. Now, the former WWE champion is not coming back to the company as she is not intending New Japan's Wrestle Kingdom, which will be happening in January. Now, Banks has not appeared on WWE television since walking out on the company with her tag team partner, Naomi, back in May. In a quote, this is what Meltzer said, She's not going back to WWE, but you can't, you cannot always rule that out at some point in time, Meltzer said. Here's the thing I love about Dave Meltzer. He'll say something, but then right before his statement ends, he'll kind of reverse track on that. We Um, call that
1: talking out your ass in Canada.
2: So here's what's going on for all of you who are kind of like, well, why isn't she coming back? You know, I heard all this buzz and speculation that she was. Well, the thing is, is right now she is wanting to move her career in different directions. She wants to do fashion. She likes to do modeling. She also wants to do some acting as well, which she has done. And if WWE brings her back, WWE wants her to be on a full-time schedule, which we've all heard the full-time schedules are a pain in the ass. Um, That's just the way it is. When you sign that contract, that's what they want you for. Now, allegedly, because New Japan's interested in her, they 're gonna be giving her more money listen to this than what Jericho got when Jericho first went to New Japan when he was uh, teasing his uh his first gimmick what the uh, the painmaker gimmick do you remember that when he showed yeah. up on the on the big screen so she's gonna be getting over a hundred thousand dollars reportedly uh, per appearance and I think she has several dates already uh booked right now Jericho did not get a hundred thousand dollars per appearance. So she's already going to make more money per appearance than him. Now here's the funny thing: Jericho. Uh, the article I read pushed a lot of ticket sales because he's Chris Jericho. He pushed a lot of merchandise. He helped ratings tremendously. So basically, for less than a hundred grand uh, per appearance, New Japan got far more in that out of just press, mm-hmm. clicks, merch, eyeballs ticket sales. Now you're bringing in Sasha banks. Here's my question to you, but obviously Sasha banks, no offense to her. She's not Chris Jericho. Um, do you feel like bringing her in is a good deal because she's a great talent or do you think it's great to bring her in right now because she's the, the hot thing right
1: now? Both. Uh, uh, I hate to be the guy on the fence, but it's both. Okay. Um, why you pay her that much makes my brain hurt a bit, but that's, you know, I mean, uh, she's good. She's not Chris Jericho, right? And I'm not just saying that to be a homer because he's Canadian, I'm Canadian, but it's that's fact. I mean, right, uh, we can all see that. Um, is women's wrestling that big in Japan? I don't follow New Japan, so i I'm women's
2: not... wrestling is, is a is a respected thing. I mean, they do a lot more, and she's also going over to Wrestle Kingdom because um, the former Kyrie Sane, who was in WWE, they're really good friends, mm-hmm. and Kyrie Sane is actually going to be performing. So she's going over to see her. Well, when word got out that she was already on her way to come over, they decided to go ahead and ask her if she would sign, so she went ahead and she signed for some dates. Um, it is a big deal in Japan as well. I, too, will agree that I am not as Uh, very fluent in uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling as much as I should be but she is and then I believe there's also uh, another company and I want to say it's Stardom which I want to say is the uh, sister company to New Japan Pro Wrestling and I believe she would be associated with that as well good
1: for her make your money when you can uh I don't know if she's going to draw that many people to justify that kind of cash. A or lot just, of money. A hundred thousand a show. So you got to think if you're paying her a hundred thousand, you you would expect to get what at least a hundred and twenty thousand in residual. Well, that way you pay her off and you make a profit too. You're not bringing her into paying her a hundred grand to boost you guys up fifty. So you yeah. you just lost 50. So I don't she's good. I think we can both agree on that. She's good. She's damn good. Very good. I just don't know if she's going to be the end all be all. Is she going to sell that many more tickets, pay-per-views, shirts, beer, so on and so right. forth? Good question. I, I don't knows,
2: How long has she been in the business? I want to say she's been in the business less than 10 years.
1: No, she hasn't been in 10 years. Let's find out.
2: Right. I was going to say she's been in it less than t- – as you're looking that up, this is what I want to also – so ComicBook.com is reporting per uh, – let's see here. Who is their author on this article? Joe Lonza. The negotiations started shortly after Banks walked out on Monday Night Raw back in May. Now, but their initial conversations fizzled out – because of what Banks was asking for her asking price. But then the company president, and I cannot pronounce his name, Takaki Takandi, gave the green light to push even harder to get a deal done. Now it's being described as a limited appearance deal and will make her the highest paid contract. Um, While the report didn't confirm if Banks had signed the deal or not right now, it is noted that Banks' involvement is to establish stardom as the number two wrestling promotion in Japan. And that she would be feuding with Kyrie Sane, who now is just going by uh, Kari, um, in the IWGP women's division. So that is the whole concept. So she's going to be over there, and Wrestle Kingdom is going to be happening, and she's going to be making an appearance. And then I think that's definitely going to set something up for um, a feud with her good friend from WWE, which makes sense. They've worked together. So I think that, you know, they, they know each other as well. They trust each other in the ring. So that's where that's going to go right now. But here's the interesting thing. Ring of honor has a deal with new Japan pro wrestling because with the new, uh, ring of honor, well, not the new thing, but it's the, um, what are they calling that? I feel stupid not knowing this. It's not stream of honor. It's, um, Whatever the hell it's called. The new Ring of Honor streaming service, right? So the Ring of Honor yeah. Ring of Honor has a relationship with New Japan because we've seen things, people go back and forth. Now, AEW has a relationship with New Japan Pro Wrestling as well. And from what I've heard, Tony Khan is going to be over uh, in Japan for Wrestle Kingdom because uh, right now you already have Kenny Omega who's going to be a part of it. You may have some other stars being a part of it. FTR may be a part of it. Obviously, they're the IWGP Tag Team Champions. So you may see a lot of crossover. And how cool would it be is if you saw Tony Khan, AEW, Sasha Banks. All of this would be wicked, wicked crazy. Because at that point in time, things could really start heating up. And and But think about this. AEW loses... Steven Regal or William Regal, whatever you want to refer to him as, right? Mm-hmm. But if they can go ahead and capitalize on this Sasha Banks situation, that's going to make the, the William Regal thing disappear out of people's minds pretty fast. Would you agree?
1: Well, of course it will. But it doesn't change, you know, the conversation we've had umpteen times. So you're WCW 2.0. I'm just going to keep bringing in the WWE... Talent.
2: Well, but here's the thing, though, the women's division, the women's division can use some extra people mm-hmm. because think about it from this perspective. Now that you're getting the Ring of Honor thing started, Tony Khan even mentioned in the uh, post final battle media scrum that a lot of those stars now they're going to start segregating them. You're going to you're going to be Ring of Honor. You're going to be AEW. And he said that he even admitted that he didn't want Ring of Honor stuff displayed on AEW programming as much anymore because it took away from what AEW was trying to do. So your Willow Nightingales, there's a lot of other women that'll be Mercedes Martinez, all these women. And I wouldn't be surprised if Serena Deeb was strictly a ring of honor. So you start pulling some of these really top talents and you start putting them in ring of honor. Now you're going to need somebody to go head to head um, with Britt Baker, because who else is a big, big star next to Britt Baker? I mean, you have Soraya, right? Jamie Hater's oh. half decent, to put it mildly. No, she's excellent. Don't get me wrong. But, I mean, would you not agree that signing a Sasha Banks could way boost your women's division and make, you know, her, Baker, Soraya, once again, throw in the Jamie Hater, really start Tony Storm, maybe get her back in the mix as well. And now you're starting to make your women's division really, really interesting. And that was a, a, a bone of contention with a lot of wrestling fans was that their women's division wasn't as strong as what it should be. Now, if you get her, I think you're definitely building towards that. what's your thoughts.
1: I mean, it'll definitely help. I mean, she, she is a good talent to bring in. There's no doubt about that. I mean, she, she will increase, you know, the talent you have in your roster, some, some additional storylines. Fantastic. There's there's no doubt about that. But it just turns into another example of Tony Khan just scooping up everybody he can. And But,
2: but what would you do At then? what
1: point, are they just not capable of getting anybody that's not from WWE that's worth a damn?
2: No, I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is that what do you do then? So she actively decided, I want to be done with WWE, right? Mm-hmm. I want to go to Japan. I want to do different things. So at this point in time, if you are a wrestling promotion, wouldn't you throw the throw an offer out there or kick the tires or say so I would find it really hard to believe.
1: From that, a business standpoint, yes. Yes. But me as a fan, right. I just don't want to see them keep recycling WWE talent. Because people tried that before and they went tits up. Didn't pan out well for them. Right? Well, because you got to think you name five people that are middle in the women's division. Britt Baker, uh-huh. Tony Storm, Tony uh-huh. Storm, Soraya, yep. Sasha Banks, Rio. But uh, oh yeah, but you didn't mention that one. Anyway, then somebody else whose name's escaping me right now Ruby Soho. Yeah. Okay. So Ruby Soho. Uh-huh. And four of those six are WWE talent. Right, but they chose WWE, thought.
2: right? But they also chose to, to walk away as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, AEW definitely has some some homegrown women as well. I mean, don't get me wrong, but once again, it's there's a process of bringing some of those women along. They might not have as much experience as some of the women from WWE, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. They, they just don't. You're going to have to bring in some experienced people to help get along your younger people until your younger people can start getting over a little bit more, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, take a look at the John Moxley thing. John Moxley, then you had CM Punk, and obviously you were building things up to eventually get to MJF. So now MJF is the new young guy. Now you have Ricky Starks, who's going to be battling him, another young guy, which we're going to get to that promo which you texted me about. Yes. So it, it, it's one of these things where I see where AEW is trying to use previously established stars to help get their homegrown people over they're using Samoa Joe to try to go ahead and get Wardlow over they're trying to get powerhouse Hobbs over a little bit more so you're starting to see the wheels in motion where they're trying to do these things
1: well no, there is a there is a place for it it's just me personally I just get tired of seeing yep you no know, wrestler X left WWE or got released from WWE, whatever it is. Oh, look, they're on Dynamite now. It's just, that's all. At a certain point, AEW needs to be, they, they need to have some homegrown talent. They need to do something for themselves. And the continuation of always bringing in WWE talent, former WWE talent, because generally, they go right to the top get pushed right to the top which means somebody's gonna get pushed down and how is that at, at what point does the talent that are there but well jesus you know, here we are we're trying i'm busting my hump you know and sasha banks is free agent now and we brought her in so i was that close to being a regular on dynamite not anymore though because she came along and i got busted down and that's the only thing, like, you know, because whenever you bring somebody in, you you know, you add, you have to subtract somebody right. or let them go or, you know, or keep them on the roster. That's fine. Keep paying them. But if you're not on TV, what else the good of it? How is that person ever going to grow? How are they ever going to get to where they can be a main event or, or, or a solid mid-carder or anything other than on, uh, what the hell's the YouTube show? Um elevation,
2: elevation. or dark elevation.
1: Yeah. But, you know, don't get me wrong, those places had they're valuable, very valuable. That's that's your learning and, and you're growing in your experience, but you can't just keep everybody there forever. No, it, it, and it's thing. It, I,
2: I I completely agree with you. Everything you've said is spot on 100%. Whenever you add, that means you have to subtract because you know what? The boat can only hold so many passengers, right? Okay. But what I will say is this. Look at what you have when you have Ricky Starks. Ricky Starks, no pun intended, but this wasn't a phrase used a long, long time ago. He was sucking hind tit. I mean, you know what I mean? He was the the, the piglet who was was getting the last nipple. And now all of a sudden look what he's doing now. So what I would say is when everyone was like oh they're bringing in a bunch of WWE male talent, you know, where is he getting his shot? Well, now he's getting his shot because I think if you have a good cycle between them, veterans and your homegrown, I think the veterans can elevate the homegrown, the elevate uh the successful, you know, pre-established veterans can still get their spot but also as long as the mantra is we're getting our guys through the system as well. I think as long as you think that way, I think you're gonna be in good shape but once again if it's just no I agree with you I mean if if all I saw was non-aew guys and it was all WWE guys, I'd be like, what's the point of this mm-hmm. completely understand where you're coming from completely
1: so that's just my I just I just don't want to see it turn into, you know, WCW 2.0, and you know, because if you look at it, this, is exactly what they did too.
2: Well, right. they brought they brought people in, and I feel like you also have to keep in mind when we were, the WWF was super super hot when it was still the WWF. Mm-hmm. They got rid of a lot of veterans who fans got upset with Remember, They went through that real awkward period, the new generation where they had leaf Cassidy tagging up with Marty Giannetti to be the new rockers. You had that really awkward moment before the attitude era actually happened. Well, wrestling fans still love some of those successful veterans from WWF. So they went to WCW and fans were not done with them yet. So I was like, well, they're a proven commodity. Let's bring them on in. Um, it, but you're right. It is that de- delicate balance. You don't want to become, once again, a uh, a repeat of that. But, <clears throat> excuse me, when we talk about, let's take a look at this right now. Look at your, <clears throat> excuse me, your champions in AEW. MJF is the world champion. Jamie Hater's the women's champion. Jade Cargill. God help us. I'm not even going to address that. She's the TBS. The acclaimed are the tag team champions. Orange Cassidy is the all Atlantic champion and death triangle is the trios champions. So yeah, they've got other people, but that is your, your people right there. Yeah. They brought in Adam Cole, but Adam Cole is not, I mean, they had Adam Cole come in and he lost what two or three championship matches for the AEW world title. Uh You know, they didn't put him over immediately. Did they put over El Andrade immediately? No, they haven't put him over at all. Um, who else came from WWE that Ryan Danielson? He hasn't had a championship. Buddy Murphy hasn't had a championship. Christian hasn't had a championship. So there's a lot of people that just from WWE they're used, but they're not championship people. So I think we also have to keep that in mind because who's holding the belts right now? That's what I'm looking at. Fair enough. Um, the other thing I did want to mention is really interesting is this is when we look at, at, AEW's women's division right now, before we do the split and we go ring of honor women's division versus AEW. So these are the women right now that are on full-time contracts with AEW, Tony storm, Athena, Britt Baker, Jade, Jamie hater, Soraya, Madison rain, uh, Anna Jay, Nyla Rose, Riho, Marina, Shafir, Red Velvet, and Ruby Soho. Now, you are clearly going to be losing Athena to Ring of Honor. Mm -hmm. Um, I think you'll probably end up losing... I think you'll lose Serena Deeb to Ring of Honor. She's not a full-time person, but you, you would lose her. I think you could lose Red Velvet to Ring of Honor as well. I think Marina Shafir would be a better fit in a Ring of Honor as well. Um, because, I mean, the Ring of Honor women's division right now doesn't have a whole lot of people. I mean, you got Mercedes Martinez who's a former champion, but they're still in the rebuild of the women in Ring of Honor, so you're going to have to slide some AEW people over there. Mm -hmm. That leaves several slots still open and wouldn't hurt to bring in maybe a a Sasha Banks if the money allows it. Here's something interesting, but WWE, as successful as they are, they don't have... As deep a pockets as AEW does. Just think about that. Their pockets are not as deep as AEW's. So WWE would not pay Sasha Banks a certain amount. New Japan would only buy a couple of dates for her. I think it was like five. So no one technically can afford what she's asking. Tony Khan could write a checkout in the middle of his dinner, hand it over, and wouldn't even blink an eye. He could theoretically do that. So if you're looking at ratings, if you're looking to, to maybe what can we do at rampage? Cause there are, you know, there's that talk about rampage. Maybe if you make rampage a little bit more interesting, throw her on there, then you could have a wham, bam, you know, big two shows during the course of the week. Who knows? So I think it would be something interesting to think about also, uh, and I know I'm clamoring so much, um, there is going to be a big match happening at the Kia Forum in, I want to say, January, which is one of their biggest shows. The Kia Forum is obviously where the Los Angeles Lakers play. And I don't know, that's 10 15,000 seat people. So it's going to be, there's a big match planned right now. It's going to be a dynamite. And it's going to be Jamie Hayter and Britt Baker versus Soraya. And she said she's going to have a mystery opponent who's going to be joining her. Now, Meltzer in the Wrestling Observer was saying, if that person is anybody else than Sasha Banks, it will almost feel like a letdown. Do you feel like that is a true statement? Or do you feel that Meltzer's putting
1: the cart before the horse with this? Meltzer is definitely putting the cart before the horse. I mean, it would be huge if it was Sasha. Like, you know, that would be a bigger drop. So who who else would you be? For, if you're going to play the mystery... Uh, partner opponent you generally bring in somebody like just a, a big shocker or somebody with a previous rivalry so where would you go with that route Sasha and Saria both WWE so they have that connection I'm sure they wrestled against each other they must have they're around the same time right so I assume they're friends right so that'd be that but it's also who else would you use? If you're going to use the the surprise entrance, you're not going to have. Um, uh, I don't know, like um, I got Le- Layla Hirsch, and, no, and not, I absolutely love Layla Hirsch. I, I love Layla Hirsch; she's but excellent. Nope. You're not going to have her be your your mystery combatant.
2: Right, that's usually a big reveal. You're right. If it's a mystery opponent, it's going to be a big... And I have somebody right now on the AW women's roster who has been out, who will be coming back.
1: Statlander.
2: Statlander would be pretty cool. Not going to lie to you, but I think she's still going to be out for a while with her ACL. No, but I'm thinking WWE as well. Who? Ruby Soho. Good
1: call. Never thought of it.
2: A returning Ruby Soho from surgery. She's going to be back. I think if you're going to go that angle, Soraya and Ruby Soho could definitely be it. I wouldn't say um, that it it couldn't be Tony Storm. I wouldn't rule that out at all. Um, But I mean,
1: you can do better than if it was Tony Storm. Not that there's anything wrong with Tony Storm. She's a great talent, but she's already there.
2: Okay, so there's a couple other people you could talk about as well. Now, these people are not, once again, I would say not on the, they're signed, but they're not, I guess, AEW does what they call tiered contracts, right? So they're not on a full-time. You have Hikaru Shida. You have, once again, Serena Deeb, who's been out for a while. You have Tay Mello, uh, Willow Nightingale, which I'm a huge fan of. She's so freaking good uh mm-hmm. diamante is still technically uh, with them uh layla gray who i interviewed as well several months ago mm-hmm. um probably not sky blue um i will leave it at that she's good
1: she's, she's damn good
2: she's good i just don't think you put her in that spot no. um you're not going to put julia hart you're not going to put emmy soccer leva bates rebel you're here's one thing i think kira hogan really could start something with uh, Jade Cargill. I really do. I think the audience would get behind Kira Hogan as well. So, um, and then obviously, you're not going to have Paige Van Zandt. Uh, I don't know what she's really doing. She's right.
1: done. Nothing. She's, she's done. She's not coming back.
2: You have Abaddon, Penelope Ford. Thunder Rosa is still out. Once again, the aforementioned Layla Hirsch. And then the aforementioned Chris Statlander. But once again, I do believe when these people are healthy and these people are 100% back, you're going to get a lot of them going. They're going to get shuffled over to ring of honor. And it would not surprise me. Willow Nightingale was ring of honor. I think she definitely would get moved back on over. Um, I think sky blue could get moved on over to ring of honor. Um, I don't know. I don't think Rebel is really a wrestler. I don't even really know what she is. I mean, you call her a valet, but I don't even know if she does that much.
1: I want to see her turn. Just how many people I have, just want to at this point? We've
2: she's been so bad mouthed. She is the wardlow to her MJF. To uh, yeah. you know, if if Britt Baker is MJF, then Wardlow and uh Rebel are in the same boat. Would you agree? A hundred percent. And why they haven't pulled the trigger on that is beyond me. Um, but it's fun talking about this stuff. It, it's, it's fun talking oh, about sure. fantasy booking. I do want to talk to you about this because I know that you're a big fan. Um, let me pull this up on my system here real quick. All right. Just because we're on the topic of Sasha Banks, before we go ahead and officially uh, put an end to this topic let me pull this up here. So when we talk about how big of a deal is Sasha Banks? Well, let's go ahead and let's talk about some things right here. When we talk about Sasha Banks, are we saying right now, Sasha Banks? So you're going to say um, more important or less important. You ready? Okay. okay. Sasha Banks, more important or less important than Alexa Bliss?
1: More
2: important. Is, Sa- is Sasha Banks more important or less important than Asuka? Uh, more important,
1: unfortunately.
2: Okay. okay. Is Sasha Banks more important than Carmella?
0: Oh,
1: yeah.
2: Is Sasha Banks more important than Dana Brooke? Yes. Is she more important than Dewdrop? Yes. Yes. Um, is Sasha Banks more important than Eve Marie yes is she more important than Lacey Evans yep more important than Mandy Rose yep um, more important than Nikki Cross yep okay now we're starting to get in the deep waters is she more important than Rhea Ripley
1: right now no if okay. she hadn't left yes
2: Okay, so we have Rhea Ripley right now, who's the only one so far. Is Sasha Banks more important than Shayna Baszler? God, no. So you say no. Is she more important than Zelina Vega? Yes. Is she more important than Becky Lynch? Yes. Here's the big one, and I know you're waiting for it. Is Sasha Banks more important than Charlotte Flair?
1: I'm the wrong guy to ask this, Freeland. Yes. So I, I'm tired of Charlotte Flair. We're tired of it. Right.
2: We've seen this before. So you have named, how many people did you name that was more important than Sasha Banks? You said Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley. You said Shayna Baszler is more important. Yep. And who else did you say? I think that's it. What about you said not Becky Lynch?
1: Nope.
2: And so Charlotte Flair. Okay. Shouldn't even really have to go here, but uh, is Sasha Banks more important than Ronda Rousey? Oh,
1: fuck off, Freeland. Yes, but that's
2: my point, though. Yes, my God, yes. If Sasha Banks is more important than all but three people, then you gotta. It's a a lot of
1: it is an opinion thing, too, Freeland.
2: Okay, so do, who do you? This think This is
1: gonna- my opinion. Right. You could it, it, completely disagree with half of what I said.
2: No, I, uh, but I agree with what you're saying. I, I think that she is better. I would say right now Sasha Banks is a bigger draw than Rhea Ripley. Sasha Banks is a bigger draw right now than Becky Lynch. I would say the only person that possibly could be a bigger draw from a financial standpoint would be Charlotte Flair. You may or may not agree with me. We may not necessarily like Charlotte Flair, but she is still a box office draw, yep. without a doubt. So well as Ronda. I think I think the tide's turning on that. I really do. It's I,
1: turning, but it has not turned.
2: So, my point They could is, still that ship. I guess you could. I just still think at the end of the day that if Sasha Banks, if you if you at home listening answered that questionnaire and you went, "Oh eh, well, yeah, I kind of uh, I kind of see where they're coming from here." It's something to think about because if Sasha Banks is bigger, then all but two people, and I'm not naming everyone, right? But then the, the people that I mentioned, then yeah, it's definitely worth uh, bringing her in, kicking the tires. So anyway. So that's that. Um, but, but, but Let's talk about something you wanted to talk about, and that was that big promo that happened between Ricky Starks and MJF. So first of all, I want to know What was your thoughts on that? Because you sent me a text message and you said, Hey, Freeland, I was digging this segment. So kind of walk the listeners through. What were you feeling when you heard that? Because honestly, that was a great segment and it felt so real. I was like, damn, this is that it factor
1: in wrestling. They were going at it. If if you didn't know it was everything was scripted to a certain extent, you would have thought they were legit. Round with each other, and I didn't know Ricky Starks was that good of a talker. I'll admit it. I had he, he blew me away. We all know MJF can talk, there's no doubt about that. But when Ricky Starks started going, man, he let it fly. It was fantastic. Those two together on the mic, they don't need to wrestle. Have two of them gum at each other back and forth every Wednesday night. I'll watch. I don't want to miss it. Just listen to them cut each other up It was amazing.
2: Well, I tell you what, I agree with Butt 100% on this. I think we both love this so very much. So what I'm going to do is, for all of our wonderful listeners at home, the Butt and I are going to relive this segment as well. I'm going to go ahead and play the audio so you guys can hear this. Give me one quick second. I'm almost ready with this queued up. Notice how I'm getting better at this, Butt? You are getting better at this production because i'm a professional
1: well, not right. overboard.
2: <laughs> let's go ahead and let's throw it to mjf ricky stark's why i lick my wounds before the butt decides to make money again this is from wednesday night on dynamite let's take a listen
0: Cause you're terrified of me and I don't blame you but after what I did to your boy Willie Reeves I'd be scared too cuz I'm a bad bad man and that's why in a week from now I'm gonna be a four time four time four time Four time beautiful dynamite diamond ring champion, and I will still be the holder of the grandest prize of them all, that triple B, baby. <laughs> now, Richard, these people seem to really like you around here, huh? you want to know the truth, but here's the truth, absolute. <laughs> Stop chanting The truth is, in comparison to me, you're the absolute drizzling shits. Or should I say you're a Rudy Pooh Because no offense, Richard, you ain't nothing more than a dollar store twain. (laughs) So you know what I'm going to start calling you, bud? I'm going to start calling you the Pebble, okay? And here's what's going to happen next week in the main event at Dynamite, little Pebble. I'm going to put you in my pocket. I'm gonna hop in my brand new Tycon GTS Porsche cuz I'm like all these simple-minded humanoids I'm actually rich and not a complete loser I'm gonna drive you to the nearest body of water I'm gonna take you out of my pocket pebble and I am going to skip your scrawny little pigeon-toed ass all the way back to Billy Corgan's NWA so you can wrestle on YouTube where you belong! That was stiff. Facts don't care about your feelings, Texas. So, I don't care that you're absolute, because I am a generational talent, and my reign of terror has just begun. I think it's pretty I should have expected a fifth-rate Roddy Piper I should have expected a fifth-rate Roddy Piper wanted me to come out here and try to steal the spotlight, oh you trashed the city oh, you trashed the people Hey, how much more stick do you got? Because the low-hanging fruit is running dry, partner. Now, every single week, you come out here, you smell like paint thinner and ass. You spray tan, you spray tan your eczema. If you took your shirt off, your back would look like you laid in a handcuff for seven hours. You have got some crappy shoes on. It's never ironed. The shirt is too small. A shitty scarf and the terrible and you think that
2: you're not there. Wow, so I'm, I'm just pausing it there for a hot second because I want you to think about holy cow, what are we witnessing here? What are we witnessing right here, but I just pause it
1: for a second. There was just it's two young talents crushing each other.
2: Just I mean
1: vicious savage, you know, just going. Back and forth at each other. It feels stiff.
2: It really feels like it's the beginning of something. I hope so. And if you remember Triple H and The Rock, and you remember how they would go at each other, and you remember, you know, back in the late 90s, when these types of things would happen. Now I I get it where people are saying right now, Ricky Starks does remind them a lot of the rock. I get Mm -hmm. that. And I've watched a lot of his promos. I don't think he's ripping off of the rock. I don't feel like he's a, a rock 2.0 in any way. I think Ricky has his own uh, aspect of him. Um, But let's go ahead and let's finish here. What Ricky Starks has to say, but just, I, I just wanted to pause it because so far in that five minutes and six seconds, was so good it didn't feel like it was 5 minutes. Exactly. It felt like it just went by in a blur and I was like whoa. These could be the two guys that continue to feud for years to come if you handle your business the right way Tony Khan and you take care of these guys. That's the one thing we've said WWE doesn't really do is they're not building new stars. Yeah, they got guys down in NXT but they're still talking about bringing the rock back for WrestleMania and Brock Lesnar and all this. And it's like, really like you're going to have to start developing some new people at some point. So let me finish this. We'll talk about the second half of this because I am so excited about where this is going to potentially lead. So let's take a listen.
0: cheap, the cheap suits, the cheap shoes, the cheap heat, oh my god, and you are a new AEW champion, huh? Well, here's the thing, with that AEW championship comes a big responsibility that you know nothing about. The difference between you and me is that when these people got behind me, I gave them a reason to keep going. When they put faith in you, you let them down. When Regal believed in you, you let him down. But brother, when it comes to Ricky, I deliver on time, every time, every night, every week, every month, and you can take your little ass to Greece for three months because, oh, you didn't get paid enough because, oh, you got out politics by somebody smarter than you. But the fact remains is that I've been here busting my ass. You want to talk about responsibility? Let's talk about the fact that you avoid responsibility. You avoid any type of pressure. I show up to sign meet and greets where you, you don't care. You just blow it up. Hey, everybody hates Max, so he has nothing to lose, right? Yeah, guess what, buddy? There comes a lot of responsibility when it comes to people actually liking you. And besides your, your nose being a lot darker than the rest of your body, me, on the other hand, I live with dignity. I live with respect. You know nothing about that. I lived in my car in South Austin. Guess what I was doing? I was grinding. I knew the responsibility of taking care of myself. When it comes to that woman right there, it's my responsibility to get our car, to get our house. And you think because you pay people, because you just ask, that Maxwell, I'm better than you, that you can get whatever you want. Please give me a break. Next week is a big deal. Because I'm putting up and I'm shutting you up for once in your miserable, narcissistic, little punk-ass life. You don't deserve this, but I do. YouTube, guess what? Been there, did that, busted my ass to get here. Never needed a name to make it right here. And I don't need a name to beat your little ass. I am Ricky Starks. I'm going to stand 10 toes down right now. Next week, I'm stacking the mole off your neck. I'm stomping an uh, asshole right into you. And I'm taking that title. I'm going to do you a favor that you never had done in your life. I'm going to take the responsibility off your plate, little boy.
2: So that is the promo that so many people are talking about in wrestling, especially in the world of AEW, if you're an AEW wrestling fan. And I loved it, but you said you loved it. It was, it was so good, and it was almost 10 minutes long, but it felt like it was just... Boom! Here and over, and you wish that you could have had it continue, but it's it's such a great buildup. So you have a lot, but you don't have too much. Mm-hmm. You have a lot, but it wasn't too little, right? You're gonna have a great match. Clearly, Ricky Starks isn't gonna win the AW World Championship right now. There's there's a plan to keep it on Max, and there's a lot of there's a lot of fun watching people chase the title. Then there necessarily is something to hold on to the title. Max is a dastardly heel, so his job is just to hold on to it. But people love a story, and this is organic, and this is just like Jamie Hayter, right? People are getting behind the story, and they love it, and they're going to be able to milk this for a long time, and I hope and pray to God that this goes. And this is long-term storytelling, right? The one thing AEW really claims, and, and they hang their hat on long-term storytelling where WWE, there's an instant payoff within a week or two. So what's your final take? How long do you foresee this storyline going?
1: Oh, I hope it goes for a while. I, I hope they can get six months or better out of this. Like, I want to see this go on. Like I said, I'll watch these two every Wednesday night, just mouth off at each other. No problem at all. And I'm, then I'll probably look it up on YouTube after. Yeah. Like, I think it is that good to them. You honestly feel it when they're going at each other. Because everything they're both saying has a ring of truth to it. It which does. makes it even better. Right? If like you think they're really cutting one another, they might not like each other. I'm sure they get along just fine. But on camera, they, you know, it's like, eh. They might really dislike each other, and which makes it even more entertaining because you get into that believability, right? You watch that. If you don't know and you watch that, you're like, Ooh. these two guys do not see eye to eye. They are miserable pricks to each other, right? It's fantastic. It, 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 it's exactly what you want. You want to see that. I want to see that anyhow.
2: No, I agree. I agree with you 100. And so, when we look at AEW's uh, pay-per-view schedule happening, it's going to be going into 2023. So, interestingly enough, you have Revolution, which, to my knowledge, is going to be the next one. So, you, we just had one in uh, was this was it in December mm-hmm. or was it November? They November. Had pay-per-view. Okay. So the the next one I believe is going to be happening is going to be March, which is going to be Revolution. May is going to be double or nothing, and then obviously
1: um, all in. Yes. Uh, so, I could see it running this course by double or nothing. But that'd be a good run if you could do if you could get that out of it. That wouldn't be a bad run.
2: No, I don't think it would be a bad run at all. Now they do have some smaller things that's going to be happening. So for example, this is going to be happening at winter is coming, which is going to be taking place. at The Curtis Caldwell center in Dallas, Texas. Once again, December the 14th is when it's going to be happening. Then they have a December 21st holiday bash from the Freeman Coliseum. Once again, in San Antonio, Texas, they do have a new year's smash, which once again, these are all dynamites. Um, But they, they give a lot of their dynamites, uh, themes. If you've noticed that before, like quake by the lake and this and that. Mm -hmm. So they're going to be having a new Year's smash happening December the 28th. And that's going to be at the first bank center in Broomfield, Colorado. They're going to have another battle of the belts. That's going to be happening at the veterans Memorial Coliseum. That's going to be happening on January the 6th. So, so many different things. If you're interested, uh, I can go ahead and I can post what their schedule is going to be, moving forward because they're going to have another, A E W dynamite beach break. They're going to have another one of those coming up in January as well. So it's, it's neat because they have these like little mini, I feel like pay-per-view events um, that are on TV along with battle of the belts. But I think they really need to step it up when it comes to some of these make them more marquee, make them interesting, make them must see TV because remember they only have four pay-per-views a year and they have one every three months. Mm -hmm. So you're going to have to have a sprinkling of some really good uh, television in between. But I think they're definitely going to do that. So, um, yeah.
1: So, speaking of events, they got a show coming to Winnipeg, too.
2: To Winnipeg. Let me check. What is the uh, what is the uh, date on that?
1: March, I think it is. Let's see. So, that'll be, um, that'll be pretty big. Jericho, uh, oh, Kenny yeah. Omega, and, and Don Callis. Three of them are from Winnipeg.
2: So. so that'll be a good one. That'll be a really good one. <laughs> uh-huh.
1: It's a damn good um, I
2: think. You think you're going to go to that one?
1: No, it's, that's far, man. That's
2: okay. That's, so that's all a I, plane yeah. ride away. Okay. So it's
1: how far? Oh, that'd be a plane ride. I I couldn't drive it. It'd take me uh, 30 hours, probably. To drive oh, my
2: God. Way. Oh, my God. I had no idea that that was going to be that crazy.
1: Ontario is
2: big presence. Yeah, you know, you're right. Um, let's kind of switch over to something that I'm really also excited about. And I know you like this as well. You're a big fan of uh Gunther. Is it what was he called before? I'm trying Walter. to remember Walter. Right now in the internal sheets, they're going to be doing uh, right. Well, this is the plan. Now, as we know, plans are something to change. Walter versus Brock Lesnar at a WrestleMania. Now, we've seen Walter versus PCO, which was amazing. Walter and Brock Lesnar. Evidently, Walter said that Brock Lesnar's one guy that he's definitely wanted to wrestle. And he enjoys watching Brock work. He thinks Brock is one of the best big men that's ever done it and he's been consistent throughout the years. Would you be interested? I can honestly tell you, I don't get into Brock Lesnar matches. I don't get that interested in him. But Walter versus Brock Lesnar, I think that would be huge for WrestleMania. What's your take on that? No. No? No. You're going to have to give me a reason why.
1: Walter, to me, lost his appeal when he lost all the weight. He doesn't look like... The mean ass kicking guy anymore. He just doesn't. And I just, I have a hard time getting behind him now. Right? Visually, it's just not there. He's going to look dwarfed by Brock because Brock is a straight up beast. Right? It could be a good match. Don't get me wrong. They're going to have to build that up to get me. I'm not just going to do it just because it's two of them. And that's not going to be your main event. No. Short it's not, of Christ, we, that wouldn't be your main event.
2: No, it's not going to be your main event, but I mean, it's it's a pretty big deal. I mean. How,
1: how do you build that that match? though? So,
2: well, there's a couple of things you're going to have to do because I don't foresee Walter being the Intercontinental Champion by the time WrestleMania rolls around. So because you're not going to make it a title match because Brock's a part-time guy. He only comes into the company maybe two or three times a year tops. So clearly it's not going to be an IC championship. I mean, obviously it could be a non-title match, but then you would want your intercontinental championship to actually be worth something. So you would want to bring another championship to the stage that is WrestleMania. Um, but I think it would be huge. So let me let me see if I get something straight. I'm going to pull up a picture of um, Walter and Roderick Strong. And I want you to tell me when I put it up on your screen, um, this is the Walter you're referring to, not the Walter that the rest of us are referring to. So let me pull this up here. Let's
0: see here
2: okay all right so is well that's clearly not the damn picture where's the damn picture at now i can't
1: find the picture what the hell
2: okay that right there that's the walter you're referring to
1: yeah when I mean, it was thicker
2: so you're telling me just to make sure i'm getting this correct the thicker walter can't even okay. believe i'm going into this the thicker Walter is the one that you prefer more, you take him more seriously because he looks quote unquote more intimidating and he would size up with Lesnar better. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, he looks like he would beat the piss out of you. He looks okay. like a guy that would just beat you up.
2: So what you're saying now is you're saying that's not the guy. No. Okay, so if I if I throw this up here.
1: Hmm. You Can't see nothing. He's got the big robe on. He's pretty big there too, by the look of it. Yeah, he's a, he's still a big
2: dude. He was also still called Walter at that point. Let me see yeah. if I can get a a better updated. Yeah, so Gunther.
1: Took up Gunther.
2: Oh, that didn't work out. Oh uh, well. yeah, that didn't work out, folks. We're not going to talk about that. Um. All right. Let's see. Let's see. Okay. All right. Okay, so take a look at this. This is the two of them.
1: Mm-hmm. Just, just because he's he just doesn't out. look as intimidating to
2: me. He's leaned out. I don't necessarily. I don't, I don't think it necessarily impacts how I would feel about him. If anything, he's in better shape. Yeah,
1: he's in better shape, but he's he's not intimidating. Uh, I don't know,
2: dude. I don't know if I'd want to get in the ring with with him. Yeah. I mean, if it really—I I don't want to say it would turn into a shoot because clearly it wouldn't. They're both professionals, but I—I I think he is a mean young dude and who is big. Let let me find out what he weighs right now. Let's do a tail of the tape between uh, Gunther and Brock Lesnar. All right, let's see what we got here. He's 297 right now. He's, no, he's not 297.
1: No, no way. He was maybe no way. He's 297 now. Uh, 297 pounds, brother. He's six four.
2: Dude is six four. Well, let's go to his page on WWE.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's never been a lie on that. No, I realize a lot of their
2: stuff is bullshit. Um, I will also say whenever a, a bigger person, potentially a little heavier, loses weight, they look older too. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm choosing to not lose weight. I want the reason? I want to look young. Uh, okay, so this is not really telling me a whole heck of a lot. So, I mean, I can get along with 6'4". Um, or whatever the hell that said. 64297? Yeah. I can I can get on board with that. Right. So, let's see what this says. Let's see what this guy is. Brock Lesnar. They say Brock Lesnar's 286 yeah, pounds. So,
1: you're telling me Gunther's bigger than Brock?
2: Well, I don't know what his height is. Okay, it's, here it's it is. Lesnar's 6'3". 3, 6'3". 286, Gunther is 64 297. Yeah, no. So he is bigger. I think this is fairly accurate. Just saying. I would like to see a Gunther versus Brock Lesnar match. I would. I really would. Um outside of the weight situation, what like if you took that out of the equation, would you then want to see the match?
1: I think it'll be a good match. I feel bad. I almost like I'm backpedaling her now. I think it'll be a good match. It just doesn't. It doesn't interest me. Me personally, I wouldn't go out of my way to tune into that match. I think it'll be good, but it just doesn't do much for me. I think they're going to beat the shit out of each other.
2: Who do you think they would pick to win that? You're
1: smart to beat Gunther.
2: You'd have to. You would absolutely have to. You're not
1: going to have him go from your IC champion to, like you said, he's going to have to drop it somehow to then work a program. I mean, they got to do this quick. Manias in three months' time.
2: Yeah, but I mean, I think things really start to come together after the World Rumble. So I think after the Royal Rumble, I think all of your all of your storylines are probably gonna start post Royal Rumble. And that'll be in January. So February will also be a big buildup. So I think all everything's gonna happen out of Royal Rumble, and then obviously Royal Rumble is gonna lead into WrestleMania and then I mean, because think about it. I mean, they're going to sell out WrestleMania. I mean, it's not really an issue about it. I mean, they could have no. I think they've already sold a, a buku amount of tickets for Mania already because they already went on sale. But um, I don't know. I feel like I feel like that would be a great match, and I feel like you'd have to put Gunther over. You would have to. Yeah. Um, Brock would have to do what's best for business, and that would be to put over the next generation. My take on that.
1: No, well, I agree. You'd have to make it a, like It had to be something to where Brock Gets his Gets his in too But you couldn't have it where it's just Gunther Morris controls the match Brock No I agree with that. It Brock needs to be now, tit for Brock tat Brock is not doing this For fun right? And he doesn't need to be doing it for the money No he doesn't Brock is set you would assume anyhow at this point Right and he's done Very well for himself So if he's coming back He's not going to come back to look like a bum. There's no way. I'm sure he'd come back to do business, put somebody over, but it's not going to be a squash. He's not going to come back and be made look like Barry Horowitz.
2: Barry Horowitz. Wow. Talk about about pulling a name out from literally left field. Mm -hmm. Barry Horowitz. I got to give the devil his due. That was a good one. Good. Um, let me see. What else did I want to talk about? What, what are some other things you wanted to talk? Oh, I know one thing I want to talk about. Um, I want to talk about WWE again, believe it or not. Um, but Ryan Clark from E Wrestling News wrote this in today, and I want to get your take on this as well. <sighs> Earlier this morning, the Wall Street Journal dropped another bombshell report basically saying that there's new sexual assault allegations against Vince McMahon. After the report surfaced, WWE stock took a tumble 1.5% today. Now, the Wall Street Journal report notes that former WWE referee Rita Chatterton and former California spa employee have sent letters demanding legal damages to WWE. Now, it also states that while Vince McMahon did step down in July, he remains a majority owner of the company. And he is also potentially eyeing a comeback into WWE. So stock is dropping. Um, That's obviously not a good thing. You obviously want your shareholders to be happy. Um, The whole news of Vince potentially coming back. I'm sure that. WWEs not going to be happy about that. But what do you do if you're if you're Triple H and Stephanie and, and once again we're commenting on our, our big top story of the of the show is that there's rumor and speculation that Vince McMahon would be could be coming back. We don't know to what degree or what extent or what even the likelihood is. But I mean, he can basically do what he wants. I mean, if technically he's not in he's not going to jail, he's not being prosecuted, he stepped down. But, I mean, he still owns the damn company, like you said earlier. If he comes back, I mean, that's not good.
1: It It
2: ain't ain't happening. You remember we talked about this a while ago, how he could basically set up a shadow government behind the scenes and still run things and still keep everyone else in their place and be calling the shot? I don't know. Anything's possible.
1: You better make sure it doesn't get leaked out that he is back because if they do, that's bad news, bears.
2: No, 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 I agree. One and um, a half
1: points that'd be a good day if it only goes down one and a half points. If it comes out that he's back, it's just gonna go to hell.
2: We got some follow up on our other story we were talking about on the show. Andrew Ravens is writing some additional information the backstage update on Sasha Banks working with New Japan Pro Wrestling. Sasha is expected to appear at Wrestle Kingdom, as we mentioned. She's going to be there next month. Um, her WWE deal expires this month in December. As noted, Banks is to be done with WWE, and she's not expected to come back, barring any last minute changes. Um, she'll be making a per appearance deal with the highest price that New Japan Pro Wrestling has ever paid anyone. That would include whatever they paid Chris Jericho when he came back with his feud with Kenny Omega. Now, it has led to believe that she will also be appearing at the sister company, which is Stardom, which is the sister company and its a women's wrestling company over in New Japan uh, because Kyrie Sane is over there as well. There's also rumors that potentially she could be working on some other aspects as well. Therefore, she doesn't want to sign a full-time contract with any wrestling company. Um, once again, I mean, all signs point to a, a definite, I mean, not maybe the word definite is not right to use, but at least a, a strong possibility that she could work with AEW because AEW people don't really work on a full-time basis all the time. They have a much lighter schedule. They do television once a week. I know that for sure unless on the rare occasions that they would do a live, uh, rampage. But everything else is, is, I mean, they do rampage typically after they do dynamite, uh, once again, unless they do a live version of that. So it's one day a week. And clearly not every single time is everyone on every single week. So I guess technically if you want to bare bones it, she could work two days a week and be an AEW person where WWE would not give her anywhere near that kind of flexibility.
1: Well, it should be five a week with WWE.
2: Oh, absolutely. And probably house shows.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So two times a week, two times a month, let's say, maybe, maybe three, but you're not going to appear every single week. So let's say two to three days a month to work for AEW because they do all their work on one day. No house shows. I'm just saying, man, Tony Khan has the deep pockets. It's a small schedule. She could still do movies. She could still do modeling. She could still do all these other kinds of things, and it would be a very minor uh, addition to her schedule, but it all depends on what she wants to do.
1: Yeah, but Khan can't just throw out a, a bag of cash at her either. Well, he can knows- he? Yes. There's a difference in can he and if he's got a brain in his head, should he? Two different things.
2: Well, I mean, if you are Tony Khan and she uh would accept a phone call from you, would you talk to her?
1: Well, I'll talk. But if she thinks she's going to get uh Chris Jericho money. You nope. Know, good luck. That's Fair not going to happen. Fair well, enough. she's just not going to I don't think she'll bring you enough for for that kind of money.
2: Well, let's talk about that for a second. So, when when they brought CM Punk in, right, there was this big spike in ratings, but then things cooled off, and a lot of people were like, "Well, you're spending a lot of money on CM Punk, and I believe it was three million a year for like a three year deal." And people were like, "Well, the you know the bloom is off the rose when it comes to CM Punk. Looks like you know the, the whole big splash of CM Punk didn't really work." Do you think the Sasha Banks splash would be better?
1: It should be longer. Uh, I think the the reason the Punk splash didn't last, I just think there was too much bullshit going on. I, th- I think there was, you know, there was just a lot of nonsense. And he was hurt. Like, he was hurt all You're the right. time, all the time. So that doesn't help. If he stayed healthy, in a perfect world, he stayed healthy didn't get all the the backstage bullshit would have been a completely different story right because he was drawing fine and there was a huge spike because people want him back for what seven years eight years whatever it something, was
2: something like that yep
1: quite a long time he comes back you know and everything goes to hell in a handbasket right Everything blows up for the good but then all this nonsense starts and, you know, he's, you know, him and Cabana, Cabana's gone. You know, him, well, the press conference, there was rumors, there was stuff going on before that. Him and Eddie Kingston had their little tiff. If it wasn't for all that stuff, you know, we'll never know, obviously. I mean, that's, you know, that's part of the fun of this. Well, we'll never know, but we can always have a theory on it. I think if he could have stayed healthy, things would have stayed better longer, because people would have been tuning in, because people wanted to see him, and he put on some good matches too. Let's let's not forget that.
2: Oh, no, I'm not. I mean, he he was
1: a peckerhead, but he put on some good matches.
2: Yeah, right. no, I get it. I'm, it's just I'm,
1: his his ego got a little bit too big. There was some backstage drama, and well, well, I all guess, know how it
2: ended. Well, and here's the other thing you got to think about. So Punk had been gone for for seven, going on eight years, right? So he doesn't know who the Young Bucks are. He doesn't know who really Kenny Omega is. He doesn't know who Hangman Adam Page is. He doesn't know who a lot of the new guys are these days, right? His right. mind is still seven years ago. And seven years ago, maybe younger stars and companies such as WWE did ask, you know, veterans for advice. But this new generation basically didn't feel like they needed to ask Punk anything. Or when Punk said something, they were like, yeah, whatever. And I guess that really ruffled his feathers. And then when Adam Page basically went on his comments and said, you know what? I don't really ask for advice too much. I think that really hit his ego, like you said before, in a way where. I think he wanted to be looked at as that leadership in the, in the backstage, but I just don't think enough people really liked him and respected him enough to really want to come up to him and talk to him. So it's, it's, it's really awkward and weird because I feel like if he had just gone to work, just did his thing, took his stuff and left, I think things would be way, way different. And, there was a time when you probably could make money off of a Hangman Adam Page CM Punk thing, but the more this goes on, the more time that passes, I think that window starts to close even more. Does that make sense?
1: hundred percent. So and you could have totally made money on that. Oh my god! I'm, yeah. I'm a huge Adam Page fan. You you know that, for you. Yeah, life. so am I. Big Love him. Punk is he's damn good for all his faults. He's still going to the ring. Right, like He is lit- literally a guy that will give everything in the ring every match. No, I agree. Like it's very rare to see him lay an egg. I agree. Right? So no, two of them, if they could have gotten to a program, that would have been fun.
2: Yeah, no, I'm with you 100%.
1: Is there anything else
2: on the wrestling docket you would like to talk about? I don't know. I think I'm pretty good. That's, uh... I think we I think we talked about a lot of different things. Um, I'm looking forward to dynamite this week. Looking really forward to seeing winners coming. Obviously, the Ricky Starks, MJF, think going to be pretty be pretty big. I think that's going to be really cool. Uh, seeing what other developments happen with Ring of Honor if Tony Khan's going to release any more information. I think the biggest drawback right now with the um, the Honor Club is what it's called. I couldn't remember that. Is I want to say it's supposed to be like ten bucks a month. And you get all of the, I guess, the archives of Ring of Honor and their streaming shows that they're going to do weekly shows or whatever. But I don't think that you get their pay-per-views under that nine ninety nine umbrella. I think you have still have to go through Bleacher Report or um, whoever else has it. Okay. So I think some people are a little miffed about that because I think this pay-per-view was. 40 bucks final battle yeah did you just watch it i did i did get to see that damn good it was really freaking good it was worth the money oh yeah it was really freaking amazing and i feel like if that's what you can put on now just wait till things start gelling and really coming together i think it's going to be really good shane taylor uh enterprises is going to be really good i think that's awesome i love the fact that the uh, six man or it's weird. Ring of honor calls it the six man championship. It could just be called trios. It doesn't matter. Um, Despite what I don't like Dalton castle, dude is over with the audience. Like he is really, he and the boys are over, but it was really cool um, to see Prince Nana and his crew uh, go ahead and get the championships. They look like monsters. And when you have monsters like that, I think like that's gold right there.
1: What do
2: you think of Athena and um, Mercedes?
1: There you go. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Loved it.
2: Yeah. I don't know if you knew this, but I I think this was a couple of months ago, if memory serves me correct. But Athena had a match on Dark, and she just ragtagged this girl. I mean, do you remember this, hearing about this in the wrestling news? Like, People thought she was too rough that she just went hog wild when she decided that she was going to just cut loose and kick ass. Damn. She turned that page and she has been on a tear ever since. Um, I hate to say this, but if they put Athena in the ring with Jade Cargill, it would be an embarrassment. It would be an Athena would wrestle circles around her. And uh, but they're not going to do that because Athena is going to be allocated to Ring of Honor. Yep. But I, I, to answer your question, Athena is awesome. Freaking love her. Um, I still love Mercedes Martinez though. I still like her a lot too. But I just think you got to pull the plug on on Athena. She's hot right now. She's young. She's got momentum behind her. And strike while the iron's hot. I'm, I'm whispering like Biden.
1: I agree. So remember, I'm Canadian the whole Biden. I don't get Biden. Whatever. I don't get any of it, so I don't care.
2: Um, The dog collar match was awesome. Oh, I think so good. That was so flashback to like Magnum TA and Dusty and uh, Nikita Kolov and all these. I mean, it was just really good because they had dog collar matches as well and I thought it was awesome. Well told story. Both teams can definitely go. Both teams can definitely tell a story mm-hmm. and I, I just loved it. I loved the Claudio uh, Chris Jericho match. The fact that Chris tapped out during the, the swing, I thought that was awesome.
1: You know, the Ritz seen that and no, he probably busted a nut.
2: Oh, he probably did. He probably uh, left about 50,000 swimmers in his shorts. But yeah, uh, it was, you know, uh,
1: the, the Briscoes, i the first one to admit, I know very little about them. I've seen them match here, match there. They're good. Jesus, Jesus
2: they're man. good. They look crazy, too. Like If if, if you were at the gas station, but, and all of a sudden, you were walking in to pay, and those two dudes were coming out, uh, that's intimidating as all get out, because they are friggin' scary looking.
1: Now, did you see, they were showing in the vignettes or whatnot, video of the Bristol's when they were younger, they were actually dapper looking young fellas. Clean cut
2: guys, weren't they? Right. And <laughs> no, they're... Wow. And I think I think they have Buku kids, like a ton of kids, too.
1: Oh, I don't know, but they're worth watching.
2: They are very, very good, and I'm so happy to be able to see them as well. Um, okay, wouldn't this just be funny? I'm gonna end this with this. Oh, so people boy. people leave WWE because of <laughs> Vince McMahon, right? Screw this, I'm out of here. I can't stand it. They go over to AEW, right? All of a sudden they're like, I want out of my contract. I want to go back to WWE. All of a sudden, Vince is back in charge. Wouldn't that just wouldn't that just be hilarious to like, oh, you really do want to get out of your contract now, Andrade? Okay. Well, guess what? The old man's back. Like nobody would see that yeah. coming.
1: That or they go back and they went out of their contract and they go to Tony Khan. Oh, we had you for 500 a year. Yeah, you're 350 now. Or You can stay with Vince. Nope. Pick you your poison, that, bud.
2: Stay with that creepy little bastard. My God. <laughs> oh, Just don't dear. take any showers. Man, it has been so much fun. Remember, all of our podcasts are available on the MLW Radio Network. You can also find our podcasts anywhere fine podcasts are made available, such as iTunes, such as Spotify, FM Player, Stitcher, and so many more. Our podcasts drop on a daily basis. We have interviews. We have Freeland in the Butt Talk Wrestling, which is each and every week. We also have Headlines, which is your daily podcast that gives you all the updated information on everything happening whether you're a new Japan pro wrestling fan or maybe a NWA fan, maybe you like Billy Corgan. I'm not sure. Maybe you're a big impact wrestling fan and you like Josh Alexander, whatever it may be. We cover it each and every day. If you like it, go ahead and share with your friends on social media, the book face, the book chat, the snap face, whatever that may be. I don't know. I'm not big into that. Just go ahead and share it with a wrestling fan. And, uh, We appreciate it. Once again, thank you also for all the downloads you've given us so far this month. It's, uh, it's been wonderful to know so many people genuinely like to listen to us. And it shocked the butt too. When I, when I was showing him the numbers, were you not really surprised?
1: Yeah, I thought you were full of shit.
2: Well, I am. I am, but but... the numbers don't lie.
1: No, I shouldn't say that. No, I obviously knew you're not full of shit, you know, better than that. But I was just, yes, you told me, I know you wouldn't lie to me. But then when you actually see it, it's like, damn, I know that's, that's not bad.
2: That's pretty awesome. Um, Also for all your woodworking needs, by all means, Christmas is coming up, but you know what? It's not just Christmas. There's birthdays, there's anniversaries, there's all kinds of occasions. So you should do yourself a favor, go ahead and hit the best in my opinion, but this will be known widely from now in the country of Canada Christopher Butt, Chris, hit him up with where people can go to get all of your contact information if they would like to have something custom made, made for you.
1: Yeah, so um, I have a little woodworking page on Facebook, CB79 Wooden Toymaker. Uh, give me a follow, send me a message, hit me up. If you're interested in something, I can probably make it. There's a good chance.
2: You said that CB79 Wooden Toymaker? Correct. CB79 wooden toy maker man it's got a, such a good ring to it once again hit him up you can also hit him up on twitter what is your twitter handle and are your dms always open
1: dms are always open uh at got 2291 g-o-t-n-e-w-f 2291 i forgot my twitter handle there for a minute
2: this man is way more talented than I am. He can do things. He look, I don't offer anything. I don't offer anything. I just flap my gums and I talk, but this guy not only is a successful man working in corporate America, but he also finds time to make some of the finest products that you can possibly find. Hit him up, go to his Facebook page. He's got pictures in there as well. Once again, um, please, please, please. If you're looking for something, Hit him up, and even if it's something that he hasn't made before, hit him up with maybe some schematics. See, I'm learning the lingo. And definitely he will be able to go ahead and get you a quote. It has been so much fun. Again, it is Freeland and the butt on wrestling. And with that being said, I am going to say goodnight, but I hope all is well with you in the world uh, in Canada. Uh, You got any snow right now or no?
1: We do. Yeah, we got snow a couple days ago. It was cold today. Really? Minus, minus 23 when I got in my truck. Oh that's, my god. I don't know what that is in American, but it's, it's cold.
2: Well, anytime you, you're talking about negatives, that's pretty, yeah. cold.
1: that's pretty cold. Let's quickly figure out what that is. It was cold. I didn't, I didn't like it. Negative 23 Celsius to Fahrenheit. Minus 10.
2: Oh my Fahrenheit. god. Yeah, that's disturbing. You're right. That is disturbingly cold and um, bundle up. Make sure you're OK. I asked the butt uh, a couple weeks ago. I said, how much snow do you guys get a year? And he said, oh, about five to seven. And I was like, oh, five to seven inches ain't bad. He said, no, feet, five to seven feet, sometimes even more than that. Mm-hmm. And I just I was dumbfounded. I was done. Du- and he was like, yeah, I mean, even if it's only a few feet, we don't cancel stuff. We just keep on going. I'm like, holy shit. Like, I I am so mamby-pamby, and we are here. Unless you live, like, in Buffalo, in upstate New York, in Minnesota, in Michigan, where they really have winter. Let's be really honest. What we have, Mason-Dixon line in south, we're just not used to it. We get winter, but, no, they truly live in the fucking Arctic Circle.
1: (laughs) No, no. It's not that bad, but, yes, we did snow.
2: All right. I promise I'd shut up. I'd let the butt enjoy the rest of his eating. For Christopher Butt, I am Mike Freeland. It's been a wonderful evening. Thank you so much for joining us on the Front Row Material brand. We will catch you next time. Good night. My name is Mike Freeland. And if you're looking for an exciting wrestling podcast to add to your library, then look no further than the Front Row Material brand. Each and every week, I sit down with some of the most exciting superstars in the world of wrestling, from upcoming stars in the indies to dedicated veterans of the squared circle. I also host a daily podcast called Headlines, which gives you the updated information on all your favorite superstars in all your favorite promotions, giving you not only the backstage look, but also what are the industry experts saying about things. And finally, join myself and my executive producer, The Rit, where we talk about everything in the world of professional wrestling all across the landscape, from storylines to interviews to what's happening and what we think is going to be happening the next time you turn on your TV don't miss it it's the front row material brand brought to you by the MLW radio network
0: the world.